three, two, one, hit it! Hello there. Welcome to another episode of your girlfriend's favorite podcast or podcast. <laughs> My name is Vusani Mativa. Sat across me is Sizwe Moyo. That's me. And we are the hosts of this wonderful program. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the 83rd episode, 83. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a long journey, but we keep going forward and onwards. Absolutely. It's like perpetual partying. <laughs> perpetual partying. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. How you been, though? I've been all right, yeah. You've been, been good. good? Been good. Yeah. Still yeah. wearing that shirt with pride, huh? Yeah, man. I'll mm. never drop Liverpool. You mm. know, this is the thing, right? Yeah. And I feel like certain clubs, except for maybe Manchester City, if we're just talking Premier League clubs, mm-hmm. certain clubs, except for Man City and probably Chelsea. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool, United, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I think those three fan bases sort of know who's down for the team. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, no, all absolutely. three fan bases have tasted success and have mm. had banter errors. Yeah. So, like, Liverpool, we had our banter at, like, 2010 until, like, 2016. Mm, mm. You know, United says now they, they started when Fergie left, mm. you know, and Arsenal, it's been many years. <laughs> yeah. Many years, yeah. But... During those banters, you kind of see like when fans jump ship to other clubs, yeah. you know. I've actually never met any of those people, but they do get awfully quiet when their teams are not doing well. Yeah. 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 But I haven't met somebody who blatantly went from like Arsenal, like sneakily made the Man City transfer. Oh, I've seen a I've seen <laughs> lot real. of people jump ship. <laughs> no way. I've dude. seen dudes in one lifetime support <laughs> United, <laughs> Liverpool, Chelsea, like in one lifetime, bro. I'm like, I'm like, fam, where's your, lo- where's your loyalty? <laughs> I, I'm kind of the same though, like, but with NBA, not with yeah. Premier League, because NBA I'm not as invested. Yeah, <laughs> so like, I'm kind of like, okay, Cleveland, yeah. okay, LeBron's in Lakers now. I'm <laughs> Lakers fan now. You see, yeah, yeah. yeah but NBA, I, I think NBA it's better to follow players than teams. Than teams for sure. Most American sports, a lot of people do that. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna go with LeBron wherever go, Brady is. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in football, it's like. You gotta stay for club yeah. unless you're going with Ronaldo or you're going with like a player, but that's be a goat. I think Ronaldo's the yeah. only player that that has that effect. He has the LeBron yeah. thing. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where people are like, I support Madrid now. Now I support Juve. But you know the people that support Messi, for instance. Do you think that they'd ever change clubs because now they've invested in yeah. Barcelona so much? No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man. The day Messi leaves Barca or retires from there or whatever. A lot, Barcelona will lose a lot of fans. For real, like he he also has that effect that their brand is as big as it is because yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah, they're not like like Real Madrid. Like Real Madrid had all the stars. You know, they, yeah. it's not like one player is the main attraction. It's like they they had Beckham over the years. They had uh, Brazilian Ronaldo. They had Zidane. They had like yeah. proper proper stars like. Now that that brand will be just fine without Ronaldo. Yeah. But Barcelona, on the other hand, okay, they've had Ronaldinho, they've had Henri, they've had Eto, they've yeah, had but Messi. Right but now, Messi, love, life after him, it's nah, like, who, who nah, is nah, there nah, right nah, now? No, no, there's no Griezmann. Nah, <laughs> he's not like a franchise this, player. This, yeah, there's no franchise player basically. Yeah, there. yeah. It's a bunch of good players for sure. For but sure, yeah. It's not a franchise star like 
just mm. him alone sells a billion shirts in the world. No, like, no. could never be. Could never be Griezmann. <laughs> <laughs> could never be him. But yeah. Yeah, man, anyway, yeah, we move, we move. Yeah. You know, we're always gonna support our teams. But what what is it with these? Well, besides Man City, as we say, what is it about these teams that win the league and have sharp, like declines these past couple of years? I think. Like, the decline is sharp. It's not just, like, winning the league and then we finish top four. It's, like, winning the league and then Europa almost <laughs> almost I instantly. there's this thing that I've noticed, right? There's a trend I've noticed in football mm-hmm. whereby people are no longer creating their own tactics to succeed as they previously used to. Yeah. They're kind of going off of... What the other team like, is going to do. What number one is doing... We need to create something to counter it. Mm. Instead of, let's just create our own shit and boss up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you've noticed, I don't know if anyone's noticed, like, every single team that plays Liverpool since late December, mm-hmm. that time we were still top of the league. Mm. But since late December until now, every single fixture has been control C, control V against Liverpool mm. in terms of teams come and they're like, we're just going to park the bus. And we counter. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they figured that that's what is Liverpool's weakness, weakness, their system's weaknesses. They hate playing teams that park the bus and counter. Yeah. And every team big from top six sides to relegation sides mm. have played that tactic to a T against us. Mm. And I'm not going to blame them for it. Like they found a strategy to beat yeah, us with. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, but why not come with your own tactic? Like, why are you come with an anti tactic to ours? Like just come mm. with your style of play. But that's not how the world works. No, of course not. Well, I think from Man United's point of view, of course I don't watch every game. Yeah. And but I, from Man United's point of view, our if there is a philosophy in that team, <laughs> it's one thing we counterattack very quickly. We've got yeah. speed on the wings and that's what we do. Our build up play is tragically boring. So that's kind of the only thing that we have in our in our arsenal. So teams have kind of had the same thing towards us. They're like, don't let them catch you on the break. Like mm. that's their that's their whole thing. Because once we catch you on the break, it's dangerous. Just yeah. simple. Like the other teams, I can see why they do that. You guys are the champions. There should be a fear factor involved in yeah, I, in your attack. I like, think similar thing happened to City last season. Yeah. As much as we were running away with it. Yeah. But City were encountering games where teams just approached them with anti their tactic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like no one came to actually play them. There's like we, <laughs> found, we go home with a point today. <laughs> we found good. the weakness from yeah. watching two or three other teams do it yeah. and we're all gonna copy it. Like that's <laughs> it. So everyone was like, Oh shit, okay. Liverpool just lost those two games in a row. Yeah. We're all gonna copy those two matches tactics. Shit. Like and it works. It helped, it worked against City last season. It's working against us this next season will happen to City again, probably someone will find a way mm-hmm. from this season's matches be like where did they lose and how, what can we do to replicate that mm. it's just the way sport goes nowadays oh no it's very true like i remember in the early el clasicos when ronaldo just joined real madrid and barcelona were on that tiki taka shit for like four years dude and there was nothing that anybody could do between like 08 and 2012 2013 yeah there was no way of really beating barcelona except for like a free kick or just a a counter-attack you know if you get lucky but there was no way of beating them and then they came with a tactic 
like Real Madrid weren't able to play their own game against Barcelona. They had to come up with a, a tactic to get the ball from them. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, we've tried sitting back and absorbing pressure. Now what are we going to do? We have to press them harder. And I noticed, oh, this works way better. They don't like yeah. being pressed. So we should definitely press harder. That means Ronaldo mark. <laughs> <laughs> you have to mark in this game. The other games, you're fine. But in this game, they even yeah. made Ronaldo up his work ethic in games. That's how you know that teams were literally working just to get Barcelona out of their own way yeah. of doing things. So now that's definitely true. If you're the champion and you have your own way of playing, people are going to come up with a way to counter that. It's just yeah. the way the game is. But fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Why, JFP? Let's get into it. Let's, let's get, get into, into topics it. for people's girlfriends. Yeah, let's do and it. Man friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a mixed demographic of listeners. Yeah, we do. It's still mostly women. Um, I see that we've got like 1% of people between the age of 35 and 44 that listens to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody's dad. <laughs> somebody's mom. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, one of the things I wanted to talk to about uh, talk to you about today is conflict, resolving conflict, mm, conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that most people find the most difficult about the relationships. Yes, for sure. Like, what is the best way to go about it? Like, if we're having a chat and okay, it's a serious chat. Maybe we're arguing about cheating or finances you know something serious right yeah. what what should one's approach be let's say from the male point of view and then we'll take it from the female point of view what what uh, should your approach be should it be to just shut the fuck up and let her vent or is it like what what should our approach be i think because this is what i've noticed and mm-hmm. what i've learned is that women don't like it if you as a man have unsaid things that you say in future later. Mm. Like if you bring up something back then to, the, mm. to be like, this is how I've always felt about that situation. Yeah. But you're only bringing up now four months later. <laughs> Why <laughs> you bring up bullshit? <laughs> so women kind of want you as men to communicate yeah. your feelings about something same time it's happening. Mm. and i think that's what we as guys should do i Mm. think a lot of guys tend to we tend to be sponges we tend to absorb our woman's anger and frustration Mm. and we just keep ourselves quiet and we shut up and we just be like it's fine i'm gonna let it slide Mm -hmm. let her have her way Mm. we apologize the fight gets resolved and everything's fine but just though like i didn't get to say my piece and that affects you right yeah. It makes you act out in different ways. <laughs> like, maybe it's not about the fight anymore, but you act out in, like, some form or another. Maybe you get grumpy later on in the day or you just yeah. you kind of stand offish. But I don't know. Maybe the way I've been doing it is wrong. I think the way men have been doing it is wrong. Because there's no real way. you'll ne- Nobody will ever be yeah, completely happy with the way the conversation goes. And plus, like, everyone's so different. Yeah. Some people like to address things. Some people like to be left alone when there's conflict. Yeah, true. So you need to kind of learn your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, I for I know myself that if I want to address something, I need us both to stay calm. Mm-hmm. Because mm. once you start giving me some energy, <laughs> <back>. <laughs> <gonna be> like, <laughs> I'm going to return it back. <laughs> no, facts, facts, so facts. 
like I'll try to stay calm, but eventually I will snap. Like I don't have a short temper, mm-hmm. but once I lose my temper, mm-hmm. it snowballs. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it just gets worse and worse and worse. Mm. So that's why it's like if we're gonna do this conflict resolution, yeah, we're arguing about something. I need you to stay calm as the woman I'm arguing with. Yeah, like don't get disrespectful. Don't throw don't throw underhanded jabs at me. Yeah, in yeah. the midst of this, just keep it calm stay focused but and i'll do the same and i'll voice out why i'm concerned you know mm, mm. but the moment you start getting a bit aggressive disrespectful mm. then i'm gonna be like okay well gloves off now it's fine yeah it's I'm kind of like fair game now yeah all of a sudden. yeah so that's that's another issue i think mm. like we don't stay calm both sides men and women but now who okay let's speak from the social constructionist's view (laughs) (laughs) because everything is a social construct and men should (laughs) behave in a certain way when arguing with the women yeah um do you think that should even be a thing should should both sides not be able to express themselves openly the way they want to or should men really be demonized for reacting the way they feel of course non-violently the thing is that as a man, if you act out how you feel, it can get misconstrued as violent behavior. Mm. So there's really no winner, like I'm like, saying. Like, like I'll give an example. If mm. a woman were to raise her voice, mm-hmm. no man, at least the majority of men, won't feel like things are get going to get violent. Okay, they, they just might? feel like there's tension. Yeah, she's very angry, but no man's going to be like, I'm scared. Yes, well, I feel yes, like. yes. Things but, might get violent, but nobody's really fearing for their lives yeah. if you're a man. Yeah. But then yeah, yeah. when it's vice when you switch it around and now you as a man start raising your voice, mm-hmm. women will tell you that they start to feel scared. They feel like things are gonna get, you know, bad for them. Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kidding, kind of like kidding. we as men don't really have much of a choice in being so free for expression, especially like yeah. letting our rage out in a controlled manner, of mm. course. Because it's always going to be seen as some type of red flag or yeah. something. So how how do we how do we combat that? Because this is the thing about pent-up aggression or feelings that are, that are not expressed the right way. Those niggas are going to become violent down the line or they're going to become depressed or they yeah. like it's going to have a negative effect somewhere yeah, on that relationship things will break down things also. will yeah. break down because this guy since you've been dating like since I've been dating this girl I've never been able to express myself that's definitely going to take its to- like it's toll on your mind mm. because if you're like me and I know a lot of people are like this you Leave the conversation as it was. And then in your mind, you're like, I should have said this. I should have said this. I should have said this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the things that you really wanted to say in that moment that didn't come to your mind at that time. Mm. Then it starts eating at you a little bit. And then you're not able to express it. Like, what do you do after that? Like, most, a lot of people don't yeah. have an outlet. Maybe they don't do boxing or fucking <laughs> they don't go to the gym they don't have an outlet yeah like to release that aggression to release it or some people do have that but then they still go home and beat their wives yeah it's <laughs> so, crazy like what do men do how, do how how are men maybe what i really want to get it is how men can stop being so much of 
and uh, like a liability to themselves, dude. Because that's really mm-hmm. what is becoming. Like, okay, yes, the relationship kind of breeds resentment if it's not a healthy relationship. But like, what is it innately about men? Because I don't see women really doing mad shit like this. I think when it comes to communicating our feelings, mm-hmm. we as men need to be more honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, be honest enough to get angry and let this woman know that you're angry. Okay. You know, not feel guilty about it type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like, so it's like I said, it's controlled aggression that you're angry and just letting that anger out, but you're not going to be violent or abusive. You just need to let her know that I do need to shout right now. <laughs> I know shouting is not a good thing, but yeah, I live in a complex that might raise some alarms. <laughs> <laughs> but you do need to be able to do that sometimes, or you like yeah. need to. Know that I do need to talk in this tone of voice right now, mm. like it's helping me deal with these this feeling. Mm. Mm. And I think yeah, it just becomes that communication line. Uh, that's why I always say. The best thing that can happen for a relationship mm-hmm. is trouble. It's conflict. Mm. The best thing that can happen for any relationship is conflict because you at least get to see what this person is like when they're not happy. Mm. Mm. And you get to now see what you might have to deal with when things are not going so great. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that can be, and that leaves you with the power to decide do I want to be with this type of person? Mm-hmm. and or not so when conflict arises i'd advise men out there to be in the the, the emotions mm-hmm. be in your feelings <laughs> <laughs> be in your emotions yeah like be in them experience them yeah. wholly yeah but obviously like control yourself at the same time mm-hmm. don't just be so mad you start punching holes in the wall yeah like, kyle no. <laughs> I was also thinking of the name Kyle <laughs> or Chad. Or Chad. <laughs> like, yeah, don't punch holes in the wall, but yeah, and don't put your hands on your woman, but voice out your concerns and be mm. like, "This is what you did that's making me angry." Yeah, that's not easy. It's uh, it's one of the more difficult things, especially for men who maybe aren't exposed to households where that's a a regular thing Mm. where maybe your father or your mother has an issue or your brothers or your sisters have an issue with expressing themselves and telling people in the family really what it is about them that annoys them or makes them angry or an argument that we had that makes that makes us angry about like things like that like people aren't all exposed to households yeah where that's easy you know where communication is open and i think mainly black families if we're just keeping it 100 i mean kyle and them get to swear at their parents yeah i don't know how many times i've just wanted to say fuck you dad (laughs) (laughs) you know dad fuck you i really don't need this you know from you right now you and your smart mouth (laughs) i don't need those smart mouth comments dad You know what's really making me laugh right now is thinking about how my dad <laughs> would react if I said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'd be a cripple right now. Shout out to the cribs, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Even just imagining doing it already, like you just stop your imagine your yeah, imagination. Just switch it off. 
<laughs> like, fuck you. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I can't do that. It's not going to end well. No, <laughs> even no, in your no. mind. Not even in your mind. <laughs> like, in your mind where you're the most powerful, you will not come out as Victor, really. <laughs> Uh, that's crazy. Snap, but yeah, another problem I think as well. Yeah. Is that oftentimes men are told how to behave by women. Mm. And a lot of times women will shame men for expressing themselves or like arguing back mm. in a conversation or conflict. Mm. Women will be like, men don't argue back with women. Like, that's women's types of things you know yeah. women argue with each other but yeah. as a man you're supposed to be this leader who just diffuses the situation mm. and it's over with and it's like okay but that's like unfair to men mm. because when do you get to voice out your feelings <clears throat> if you expect it to just be someone that can't argue back because that's seen as women's behavior mm. can't and cry yeah that's seen as being weak so it's like men aren't given many options. And then we're shamed for adhering to these constructs of how we should behave. Because then we're told, you guys are to- have toxic masculinity. Mm. But it's like, you guys shame us if we go against our toxic masculinity. If we do try to open up and be more gentle or whatever, mm-hmm. we get shamed for that. So it's like, we can't. you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I think even having this conversation is making some women sick. It's like men are talking about themselves as victims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the this is the truth of the matter. <clears throat> I think historically, even now, both men and women are victims, dude. Mm. I think n- not for the same reasons though. Like men obviously <clears throat> have f- significantly more mental health issues than women. That's apparent. And men have been victims of wars. We never really think about that. Like 95% of all soldiers have been men in human history. Small percentage of them are women. Mm. Like men have been victim of victims of many things. They die doing jan- dangerous jobs. You know, they are not allowed to express themselves the way they see fit. And when they do, they're demonized or villainized. I think men are definitely victims as well. But for different reasons, I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say who's more of a victim than the other because, yeah, I think there's no contest there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're definitely both victims, bro. Like, like, I think, I think we need to be, and maybe it shouldn't come from a nigga, <laughs> but we need to be more considerate about the way men feel. Yeah, we do. Like, even yeah. niggas to each other are, like, we're toxic, dude. Like, I, I told, um... One of my friends that uh, I was, I can't remember, but this was a few years ago. And I told him, yeah, dude, I cried actually about that. Like, it was such yeah. a moving thing. I can't remember what it was. It's going to eat me now. But it was such a moving, could have been a movie. And I told him, like, I cried about that movie. He's like, pussy. He's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess I yeah. shouldn't have given him the alley-oop like that. <laughs> But it's like that, like, we don't even give ourselves that, like, courtesy of being able to feel. How are we going to expect women to give us the same courtesy? Mm. Like, what what should we do? Because at the same time, there are men who want to be seen as alphas, they want to be seen as powerful and whatever. And then the same guy is going through the most and he wants to cry about some shit to his lady. 
Yeah. And his lady's like, no, you can't play that shit. You can't play that shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, really damned if you do, like you said, damned if you do. It's a tough situation for us as men. Yeah. Every time you zig, you should have zagged. (laughs) (laughs) You see? Yeah. Because no one really knows the answer. Mm. And no one can give us the answer. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like with anything else, my best advice is just it all starts with honesty. Mm. Honesty in expressing yourself, honesty in your feelings. Like sometimes I think even men try to deny what they're feeling. Mm. Like you'll feel inside that you're sad, but you'll be like, I'm not sad. Like you'll yeah, be trying to convince yourself that yeah. no, that's not how I'm feeling. Yeah. But it's like, but that is how you're feeling. Like just experience it and deal with Even it. Even your body's telling you that you're sad. Cause every time you feel sad emotionally, <laughs> your body has like, there's an effect like yeah. physically that you're not grand, dude. Even if it's like stomach cramps or something, <laughs> something's going to happen to you, a headache or something's going to tell you that no, physically you're not grand and mentally. Yeah. It's mm. manifesting itself physically. So yeah. No, that, that's that's definitely true. I actually maybe wanted to call a girl, but I don't really have hoes on my phone like that. <laughs> and just ask them <clears throat> how they feel men should behave and if they should be open to, you know, shedding some tears. Should we call Nani again? Yeah, friend of the show. Let's I call feel Nani. like, you know how, like, those sports Premier League guys always have that one reporter that remote reporter. Yeah. Oh, they, they always look to him. <laughs> yeah, she's our anchor. She's our uh, external anchor. Let's let's give her a ring. Let's hope the signal is good in here. Reporting live from... <laughs> <laughs> hey, no- Noni. Hi. Answer the Hi. phone like you're getting a 011 call. Yeah, Noni, hello. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> are you sleeping or like, are you? Did you just wake up? No, I've been up and I'm just chilling. Oh, okay. Well, you're live on the podcast again. As usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a question for you. Okay. okay. We were speaking about how like men. Uh, are not necessarily allowed to express themselves. You know, if they're seen crying, they're seen as pussy, or if they're you know seen expressing themselves in a in a maybe in an ag- in aggressive manner, they're villainized. How do you think men should behave? Do you think they should be crying within relationships? Within relationships, by the way, they should be because there's no, well, I'm gonna talk about. In- personally yeah i don't expect a man to always um act strong because after all he is human Mm. and there's nothing i adore more than a man who's able to be vulnerable with me Mm. and vocal with me about his emotions so if you're always gonna hold things in and have this whole men don't cry men shouldn't be crying kind of mentality Mm. it kind of defeats the purpose of being human like you need to cry you have to cry if you're a crier cry but if you someone who doesn't cry then okay it's a different story but i i think it's something that people have taken from back in the day where mm-hmm. indo daikali and all mm-hmm. that stuff but nowadays we're going to understand that men are also human 
we shouldn't forget that and if a man feels that crying will help them be okay then so be it because i know time and time again when i'm going through a hell of a lot crying does help me absolutely you just let it all out you're venting so mm-hmm. if we don't expect men to cry then what are we expecting them to do they're not robots like what about can you hear me noni can you hear vosse okay okay so noni what about when men get like raise their voices right when uh-huh. they do like we're in an argument i start raising my voice why do you women or partners tend to like demonize us for doing that like if i'm angry and of course if i'm angry i'm not gonna just talk calmly you know what i mean yeah. but why is it that when the moment we raise our voices it gets seen as he's about to become a perpetrator he's mm. about to mm. do something when that's not the intention like we're just raising our voices you know what i mean i think it's not the intention but because of abuse mostly it starts like that um you know how with women when they start shouting like oh okay she's yelling and stuff like that but because it has been normalized that when a man starts yelling or shouting the next thing that can come across is a slap or a punch or something so mm. it's not necessarily a matter of comparing but i know that women start like getting scared when a man starts shouting cuz it's like yo okay what's going to happen here next and it's based mostly on a, a an experience kind of thing i mean even in mm. households if a father starts shouting you must know that it, it, it's real it's not just your mom who's always yelling about issues and what not but with a man it's the masculinity that kind of pulls through okay no need let me ask you something quickly sorts of ness all right let, let me ask you something quickly um you mentioned you really like vulnerability from your partner right you yeah. want you you like seeing them yeah. being able to express that how do you like differentiate between being vulnerable and just being weak how do you how are you able to differentiate those <gasps> i thought she was thinking <laughs> <laughs> seems like we lost her oh no here she is you're back sorry i didn't hear any of that my question is what is a weak person to you because oh. i i i don't know of a weak person okay is there <clears throat> i don't believe in weak people Is there such a thing as too much crying? Like can a man cry too much if every time he confides in you there's tears? Does it eventually become a thing of it's too much now like he's too emotional? I think it also depends with the situation that he's he can't I mean we all go through things every day but you can't be crying about <laughs> every situation that's happening in your life yeah. even the smallest of things that's you why you're crying that tomorrow you might not have petrol money <laughs> <laughs> but that's why i'm asking you about weak people okay you asked me what do i consider weak right what do i consider a weak person i think people who are weak are people that can like 
perpetually feel sorry for themselves even though they have the means of getting themselves out of certain situations. I think that's weakness. I think that's cowardly. Once you start always wanting people to sympathize with you, mm-hmm. then that's the problem. Because we can't always feel sorry for you. And I think my most concern is that I don't think like most women at times, I'm more of a logic person at most of the time. I am emotional, but I tend to become logic. (laughs) But we we can't always be sympathizing with you. Whereas there's certain situations that you literally just need to get up and solve. Like it, 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 I always tell people if you're stressing about something, if you're able to solve it, then solve it. But if you're not able to solve it, then let it go. Hmm. So do you think women are usually, I'm not talking about you in particular, I think just a generalization. Do you think women are usually logical or emotional during conflict? Emotional. Yeah, definitely. Definitely emotional. Do you think you're you're logical? It's rare that you find a woman who's logical. It's rare. (laughs) No, Nick. Do you feel like, do you feel like women take accountability for their role in conflict in relationships um not at most times because women never want to be wrong that's the first point i love how honest and you are i love how honest you are noni yeah they 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 never want to admit when they're wrong it's very hard i think it's harder for a woman to admit that listen I flopped here and I was the one who was wrong. And as much as it's always easy for the man to say he's sorry first than a woman. A woman would rather have a cold house than to come up and say, listen, this was my mistake. I'm sorry. But Mm. they find pleasure in the man apologizing for something he doesn't know of completely. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that becomes a problem. And that's when I get confused when women tell men that they are egotistical when in actual fact women are egotistical facts and it's pride at the end of the day (laughs) yeah that's crazy yo you you've really just said everything that we've ever said about women on this podcast bars nigga bars nigga she's a spitter (laughs) okay well no i shouldn't have said she's a spitter that has multiple um anyways by the way noni spit or swallow <laughs> Please edify our listeners. On what? <laughs> you heard what I said, right? Please repeat what you said so I make sure that I heard what I heard. Or <laughs> swallow. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Let me go off. Let, let me get off like this phone. You know what? I don't like you right now, but hey. Hey, at least you're being honest. Look, you're, you really I are am. a dime a dozen <laughs> for that answer. I am. Yeah, no, I'm anyways, honest. let me get off this phone before I get into trouble. Thank you so much for your for your input, Noni. As usual, it's appreciated. Thanks, you're Noni. Welcome. Thank you for having me on your show again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Bye. At least we got the 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 answers we've been looking for. That yeah. in conflict, women don't take accountability. Mm-hmm. This has been a long-standing general consensus. Mm-hmm. 
but women have turned it into myth and and folklore <laughs> but we've we've now had it confirmed to us by a woman yeah also 100% of women are swallowers one in one <laughs> <laughs> the sample size was one but that's still 100% is this the chappies did you know <laughs> did you know fact 344 <laughs> statistically more women will swallow <laughs> Clearly, I mean, that's 100%, dude. One in one. Yeah, so, yeah, we've got our answers, man. Uh, okay. Don't cry for everything, gents. Do cry when you need to. Yeah. But don't become someone that's always looking for sympathy. As yeah, yeah. This lady has just told us. Yeah. And understand, gents, because a lot of guys, we also understand, like we said earlier in the conversation, that we just tend to shut up and let the woman rant and then we apologize. Mm-hmm. And like we just saw now, it's a case of a lot of women won't admit they're wrong. Mm-hmm. They will rather want you to apologize and, you know, let the situation diffuse like that. Yeah. So yeah. guys, like, find that self-respect <laughs> to be like, I'm not wrong in this situation. Challenge the woman. Yeah. yeah. Tell her that I know I'm not wrong in this situation. We are at we are we are where we are right now because you did X Y Z. That's why we are having this conflict, and I need you to own up to it. You know, yeah. but it's very difficult because most women don't want to do that. Why? Like why? Why are they so prideful? And also, men are prideful, of course. Like it, it, yeah. it takes a lot to admit when you're wrong. If you're a man, <clears throat> like she said, ego is a huge part of conflict because it involves accountability. And now we're not, humans are not made for that, dude, saying that they're wrong about things. For the most part, we think we're right about things. Yeah. For the most part, we, we just think so. Like we're all winging it and we think, oh, I was definitely right about that. <laughs> and there's no real absolute truth or absolute falsity. Like it's always like, okay. I think I'm right, and I'm just going to keep giving that energy, like, yeah, I was right about that shit. Mm. Meanwhile, old girl is in the room crying, like, because she believed that she was the one who was right in that conversation. Now you've got, like, a broken line of communication. I don't know what it will take, man, but accountability is definitely a start. Yeah, so men be more vulnerable, Mm. not overly vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and women be more accountable. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. I think that's our steps to conflict resolution. It's mm. not easy. No, not at all. But we tackle it one step at a time. Like Jordan yeah. Sparks. <laughs> one step for mankind, another step for NASA. What? Or whatever Lance said. <laughs> <laughs> one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh, oh yeah. Come on, one step for NASA. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't love NASA that much. <laughs> All right, uh, music time, bro. We we've we've gone quite in. Yeah, how far are we? Forty minutes. Mm, balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's music time. <laughs> right. oh, this is yeah, the yeah, this is the yeah. part of the show where we're gonna play some music. I tend to play local African music. Sees where plays us what's hot in the streets. Mm-hmm. Have you got a pick this week? Yeah, I do. Um, it's called Never Lose by Meek Mill. Mm, never Lose. Let me find this. 
What did you make of the new Drake music? It was a nice little three pack. I liked uh, Lemon Pepper. What is it? Lemon yeah, Pepper it was Freestyle. Very nice I like that. Him and Rick Ross are a good combo. Always, always. Yeah. And uh, the second song, I forgot what it was called, but I've only given it one listen. Really good. Really good. Mm. All right. Here is Never Lose by Meek Mill. Was that on purpose that you asked me about Drake while. <laughs> no. <Meek Mill? laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, I was just asking. Happy accident. Yeah. Simmons on my shoes. I will never lose. I will never lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give a fuck what you feel like. I am real, that's a real life. Tell the roll, they try to kill things. Close your eyes and I will still shine. My bitch trying to play me, she crazy. I'm fucking models on the daily. Anywhere a nigga choose, I will never lose. I will never lose. So that was um, Meek Mill with Never Lose uh, featuring Lights Cameras, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Lights Cameras. Yeah. Sponsored, very strange. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wants to be unique. They can't even spell right, so. This week, my pick comes from a song where Burner Boy is featured on it. It's featured by a UK artist by the name of Dave, if I'm not mistaken. And it's mm-hmm. day featuring Burner Boy called Location. Cool, cool. If you send me the location, then I'll be right there. Then make I come check you, my baby. No time, no. And my dog is on full page. Another five years. Send me the location This year about vacations Slight catching, train taking Soon as my nigga off probation Your boyfriend's on a waiting thing Looking for one wish on a Ray J thing I prayed that girl, outrageous thing But she can't see cause I got shades and things Bare girls wanna throw shade and thing No shade, what shade is your foundation in? Darkest grey, the shade I'm in 49 more if your babes want sin I had me a famous thing, goals and things, gains and things. My house party, a babe station. Girls wanna chase, it's a status thing. If you send me the location, then I'll be right there. Then we can come check you, my babe. No time, no. My dog is on full pitch. Another five years. Alrighty. That was Location by Dave. Featuring Burner Boy. Mm. It's time for the second half of the show. 
my dear short second half. <laughs> uh, I heard some rumors backstage. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second half. Um, one of the things that I saw that were uh, making waves uh, last week and and spilling over into this week is the cast of Love Island. Oh yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I have never seen an episode yet. Mm-hmm. I only saw a picture, and I think I saw just a couple of people of color in there. It's quite a big cast. I don't know, thirty people. I don't. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But it's really got people up in arms. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been watching it this week. Mm, how is it? Uh, it's all right. Very. There's a lot of amateur mistakes on the show. Like technical issues, audio problems, scenes repeating themselves. Really? It's like very amateurish. And Mnet keeps on apologizing like DSTV on... I don't know if it's DSTV or Mnet, but one of those accounts on Twitter like keeps on apologizing. Like first they apologized for lack of diversity. Diversity. I'd actually like to read their statement. And then they also (laughs) went on to apologize about technical issues, which they've... And they're saying we're trying to rectify all of these things. Mm, mm. Like whoever's on that editing team, you're doing a trash job, bro. Yeah. You are, you are like fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, okay, no holes barred. <laughs> so uh, Mnet responded on Twitter saying, you called us out on the lack of diversity and production quality in our first episode of Love Island Essay. We're sorry we didn't meet our usual standard on, on both accounts. We are working tirelessly to fix things and to deliver the magic you deserve. Yeah, even and their main sponsor, Lotto Star, has pulled out. Already? Yeah. Oh, man, In start. week one, and their main sponsor pulled out Lotto Star. Um, DSTV also canceled repeat episodes. So, like, there's no Sunday omnibus repeats of the week's episodes. Because, like, everything's just being started off so shit that sponsors have pulled out the cable company that owns this show and channel has been like, fuck it, we're not even going to let people watch the repeats of this first week's episode. Because <laughs> it's a disaster. Like, like, dude, how do you fuck up a dating show, right? Like, the the money is literally there. People eat shit up, like, eat that shit up all the time. Do not, how do you I fuck it up? I feel like it has happened. Yeah. I feel like they... They were so focused on the promo, and the promo was doing so well. Because mm. once it was announced last year, late yeah. last year, that Love Island is going to be a South African edition, yeah, everyone was so excited on Twitter. I was like, oh, cool. You yeah. know, we'd, we've always wanted one of these types of shows yeah. in South Africa. And I think they just rolled with that excitement, mm. but they weren't actually getting their, their shit together yeah. to make it to match to make the hype match the actual content. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. like I said, the show's not bad. It's just that all these mistakes make it look so like ah, uh, like mm. you guys were ill prepared. Like I said, like having problems of audio and But why does that happen? It's not like this stuff is live. Like I understand when Supersport has transmission issues on yeah. like, like live Premier League games. Yes, it's annoying, but it happens, right? It's live. But this is pre recorded stuff. Why is it so bad? I don't like who let it out like that? Exactly. 
It's it's like, weird. I don't I don't understand. Like, who gave the go ahead? Literally, you guys didn't watch the whole episode to make sure that there were no mistakes. <laughs> you guys just put it out like that. You repeated episode. Like it's not hard. Just I feel put like it out. their approach to things has made it rushed because they kind of want fan interaction in the sense that fans can determine who dates who. Like, mm-hmm. people get to vote. Yeah. So like the end of an episode would be like voting between ten and eleven on Mnet's website for mm-hmm. who so-and-so should go on a date with. Yeah. And then that will probably happen two episodes later. Though while they're, like, recording, they'll, like, be recording what we voted on for... We vote on Monday, Mm -hmm. and that will probably be... We'll see the results of that vote on Wednesday's episode. Whereas, like, on Tuesday, they're enacting out that, Mm -hmm. saying this Mm -hmm. is what needs to happen, this is what the fans have voted for. But at the same time, it's, like... If you guys are not prepared for that challenges of the rushing of recording today, putting it out tomorrow, mm-hmm. like why not just do it American style and just pre-record this thing during December and exactly. then put it out now in February. You've had so much time to edit, mix everything. And then maybe now in Feb, you can do a live finale episode where the cast comes yeah, together. Where it's live, yeah. But for weeks on end, you just air the pre recorded shit that happened months ago. Literally, just they like Survivor like, or any of the rest of them. They're recording the shit today, editing it tonight, and then releasing it tomorrow evening. No. And it's just getting worse and worse with the mistakes. So, wait, that thing is not pre. It's not like it's, months old already. Yeah, no, it's like happening now. No, for sure. <laughs> because that's what I'm saying. Like fans are voting for shit that's happening. Oh my god! So, so this oh so this is not an old thing. Yeah, it's like pre-recorded. It's just not live. It's like pre-recorded as in it was recorded yesterday, <laughs> or no. this today in the morning. Okay, so I got it wrong. I thought maybe it was like no, it's not the same American style of it was recorded two months back and, and they're airing it airing now. It. Yeah, no, and I think that's what's killing them. That okay, they're trying to record it, like, and then release the today's footage tomorrow. So, okay, when it comes to okay, the technical issues I get, maybe they had less control over that, but still, uh, I don't, I don't know how much of an excuse I can give them. But that that wasn't my main concern. My main concern was diversity. Of course, that's where the main outrage came from with this yeah. show, and. Look, I've been watching Survivor for the past two seasons. The it's South one of my African favorite one. shows. Yeah, yeah, I also it, love it's it. It's one of my favorite shows, and they have a decent level of diversity there. They have this past season. They had a Chinese chick in the beginning. That gang, like gang coloreds, like gang gang coloreds, a colored even one, a Zulu colored. In fact, yeah, that what's his name, Rob. Rob, yeah, killer. Yeah, that guy is confusing, man. He had, like, yeah. blue eyes, blue but eyes, he was colored, Zulu. but then he was Zulu. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like yeah. who the fuck is this nigga? Man? That's diversity, man. <laughs> That's diversity. <laughs> they covered their diversity quota in him. In him, just <laughs> him. They give him blue eyes and colored skin. So, they all well, colored, whatever, yeah, brown Zulu skin. culture. Like, <laughs> I was like, who is this nigga? <laughs> Look, man, um, I saw some people grilling mnet about their lack of diversity in all of their shows and i don't think that's true like uh, it's always majority white that's fair enough yeah which is weird in south in the south african context yeah because this is my there's always diversity there's indians you know there's colors blacks my thing is 
is diversity supposed to be representative of the demographics? So if there are 80% black people in the country, mm-hmm. or let's just say 70, mm-hmm. 20 white, 10 Indian, mm-hmm. or whatever, then should it be like in a cast of 10 people, seven should be black, two should be white, one should be colored, one should be Indian. Do you know mm, what I mean? Like, should it be a direct reflection of yeah. the country's demographics? Is that what people mean by diversity? Mm. Like, that's what I'm wanting to understand. I do think, like, mm, it's strange when people outnumber each other. Mm. Like, I do think it's strange if white people outnumber the amount of black people in the cast, and even vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if there's going to be 20 people, like, they should be, like, yeah, you know, 10 white, 10 black. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I have, have split. Of course, we've got so many races. Yeah, we've got so many races yeah. that there's always going to be a, a group that feels underrepresented. Like, it's usually the Indians, let's be fair. Yeah, there's not a single Indian on the show, actually. I am I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even have to watch it, but I'm, I'm sure there isn't, dude. Like, it's, it's always like that. But this is my question. This goes back to, I think we had this chat about The Bachelor. Years ago, we can mm. say years ago because we've been on air, bitches. Yeah. We've been out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a conversation about the Bachelor. It's like when it comes to South African Bachelor, and there's a there's a white Bachelor, but there are just Bachelorettes that are mixed. Is it like what what message are they sending? Are they sending the message that okay, this guy is not interested in women of color, and therefore we won't include as many of them in our cast? Or they just don't regard people of color when making their decisions and say, okay, there needs to be at least five people of cover, color for the quota. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're applying as a bachelor, what I'm saying is, like, when you're applying as a bachelor, do you tell them that, no, I'm not interested in black girls, colored girls? Yeah. See, but then, then they have thing. to fill their quota, so that's why they're there anyways. Yeah. Like, what? what is it? Are black people not interested in being on Love Island? Is that that's another thing. factor? We don't know who all applied to I'm sure it's more than cast. five people that applied yeah, for Love Island. Okay, but let's say a thousand of them applied. 500 of them were actually considered as candidates. And but yeah. then only five made the cut or something like that. Mm. But then the converse could be that only 500 white people applied and all of them were considered as reasonable candidates, and the majority of them were actually chosen. So yeah, so it's difficult. I think, uh, and Mnet is trying to send in more black people <laughs> into the show, sending in reinforcements. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this week a black guy joined the cast. There's also some promo of a black girl that's also going to join in the cast as well. Really? So it's like they are adding more black people. But however, damage control, eh? I feel like there's something that was done on purpose here. What? And they used Okay, let me say it was allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. allegedly. Very powerful. Shout word. out to MJ for that word. We <laughs> Michael Jackson or yeah, Michael Jordan? Michael Jackson. Jesus Christ. This case used the word allegedly more than any other case I've ever seen in my life. I think R. <laughs> Kelly's actually was more... I yeah. even used that game for R. Kelly. Like, allegedly, you guys. Yeah, both of them. Man. No, don't, so, don't lump them in like that. <laughs> Jesus. Allegedly, both of them. <laughs> All right. So, I'll say this. Right? Uh, sh- it's alleged that... 
Mnet used black outrage as a marketing tool. They're not the first people to ever do that. Black outrage. Sounds like a marketing company. <laughs> it does actually sound or like the a outrage company. of black people. <laughs> yeah. Black outrage. Uh, Sounds like a Call of Duty game. The media does. Media houses l- do this for fun because mm. they know it sells. Yeah, they know it gets clicks, it gets views, it sells. So, for example, mm-hmm. you might have no particular interest in Love Island, mm-hmm. but you go on social media and you just hear Love Island has no diversity, is not enough black representation. And all of a sudden, you click on something related to Love Island. Mm-hmm. Those articles, you click on them. You might mm-hmm. even watch the show to see it yourself. Like, Which oh. is enriching them, ultimately. And yeah. it's 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 how they get success. Yeah. They, they knew that if we make them pissed off, they will flock to see the topic of us. Click on our links. Watch the show to see why we're all outraged. Because <laughs> the next black person wants to say, why is this other black person outraged? I want to see as well. And it's a marketing tool that many, like I said, many media houses use it, from print media to TV. But I didn't know that it was so obvious in South Africa. Like, I didn't know that if they did it, that it would work so well here, like in our context. In America, it's, it's quite easy uh, because it's very black and white, you know? It's yeah. very, you know, no two ways about it. But in South Africa, there's multiple cultures dude it's multiple ethnic backgrounds how did they know that if we did this like that can go really wrong that's what i'm saying like that way of marketing something can go wrong it can make you canceled in a way if you do it like if you don't control it yeah right so how did they know like that would work so well in the south african context because i don't think we've been that outraged about diversity in terms of television. Yes, there's been a lot of diversity outrage in influencers and let's say music and movies and stuff mm. like that. But how did we know that it it would work that well? Like, they just they got the recipe down. Like they didn't just cast an all white cast. Yeah, they made sure that from the jump there's at least. Two black people in there and two colored people in there. Mm, mm, mm. In South Africa, we don't count colored people as black mm. the way it's done in the West, in Europe and America. Yes. So in Europe and America, there would have been like there's four black people in the cast and there's like six white people. It would have been like it's almost even. Yeah. yeah. But here in South Africa, we don't fly with that now. You, no. You're colored and you're black. It's two different races here. We need to tell them because maybe they don't they don't understand what we're saying. Yeah, okay. Americans might be watching the show and see the two colored people and be like, but they're black. They're black. So why okay. is everyone so mad? And it's like, no, in South Africa, yeah. first of all, the word colored isn't racist. It's not a racist yeah, it's term. Yeah, it's not a racist term. Uh, it's, it's a race in South Africa. Colored people are That's a race. That's what I want to get to. Like, we've got mixed race people who are black and white, black and Indian, white and Indian, whatever. It could be a mixture of two races, but they're not black. They're not African. And then you get coloreds who are not even descendants. Okay, some some of them are like Khoi. Yeah, most of them are descendants. From Khoi, and then it gets mixed up. And then it gets mixed up, Cape Malay. There are a lot of, yeah. So when we say colored, we're not trying to exclude them purposely. Yes, they're African, but they're not black. Yes. So there are, there are factions of colors that are in fact African, but yes. not all. Yeah. Okay. 
but blacks are what you've grown accustomed to. Yes, <laughs> you can continue. Yeah. So, Eminem did its own damage control by including those two black people and those two colored people. How big is the staff? Uh, the the cast. How big is the cast? I think on the first episode, I can't remember. It wasn't more than ten, though. Really? Yeah, it was like the two black, two colored, mm-hmm. a couple of white guys, a couple of white girls. So it was like, yeah, I think ten or so people. And there were mistaken. four people of color. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Previously, there were two people of color. Before the additions. Yeah, but oh, let me say there were two black people, but yeah. four people of color. Yeah. Two black people, four people of color. So why was but there such big uproar? I think outrage that there is not enough black people. I think that's the outrage black people have. Okay. Because okay. people of color is also not a ter- it's not also not common terminology in South Africa. No, only because we don't include everybody. Like in America, they feel like it's white people and then it's people of color. In South yeah. Africa, it's not quite like that. But because there are so many more races, well, I wouldn't say there are more races, but there's more representation of those races in our country mm. that perhaps we should be using the term people of color. Do you know who hates the term people of color? People of color? No, doc- <laughs> Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> oh, seriously, I, no. I, in one of his videos, he's like, there's no such thing as a person of color. He's like, either you're black <laughs> you're not black. <laughs> He's like, there's no such thing as a person of color. <laughs> I love that guy's videos. His content is so... It's hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, his content is the type of content where it's like, it's extremism. But yes. sometimes it's like, correct. And other times it's just comedy. It's like, okay, it's taking it a bit too far. But he's, but he's, he is an extremist, so he's yeah. either extremely right or he's just wrong, like yeah. plain and simple. He's basically a martyr for his own cause. Absolutely. Uh, his own cause of pan-Africanism. Yeah, yeah. that's his cause. He's, he's crazy, he's crazy. But anyway, yeah, he's, he, does, he hates that term, people of color. For him, it's like you're black or you're not black. There's no such thing as person of color. But I'm that, not going to get debatable. into that. That man is something else. But anyway, yeah, Mnet played those cards right. Mm-hmm. Casted two black people, casted majority white, casted two colored people. They knew we'd get angry that there's not enough black people. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I'm also kind of like, but what were people expecting? Have y'all never not watched Mnet before? <laughs> 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 like, have you guys never not watched an Mnet production before? Yeah, like, it's yeah. usually white people. No. It is the white channel. It is. <laughs> like, it is. So uh, Sunday nights is for everybody, but yeah, m- mostly yeah. it's just <laughs> white people. So I was like, I I expected a majority white cast, um, and Mnet then obviously had the Yu-Gi-Oh trick up their sleeve, you know, <laughs> pulling out extra black characters to add into the show <laughs> a few episodes later, and they're gonna continue to do that. Throughout the season, whereby at the end of the season they're gonna be like, "But look how many black people were on," and okay, so uh, okay, look, are are people black people? Nah, are we mad that black people are not getting opportunities? Okay, we've spoken about this before because black people are getting mad opportunities. Uh, are we just mad that they're not getting opportunities? everywhere across the board because i can understand that okay let's say there's something on mzansi magic and all of a sudden 
the Fergusons start casting more white people. Then their cast goes from 100%, okay, we can say Sandra Stain is there, 98% <laughs> African yeah. to 75% African, then to 65% African. Then it mm. keeps decreasing. I can say there, that's a problem. Yeah. But it's Love Island on Mnet. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's Love Island on Mnet. What are we actually mad about here? Like, are we mad that black people aren't getting opportunities on that platform as well? By the way, Mzansi Magic is part of Mnet. Yeah. Um, or are we mad that we're not on Mnet's main thing, the flagship of Mnet 101? We're not there. Or is it Vuzu? What is it? Yeah, I, I think it's 101. Because Vuzu is also part of Mnet. Yeah. Survivor. Do you really see as many black people doing those things, crawling in mud? <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, so. what are we really mad about here? Because we've got mad shows that have 100% representation of black people. That's the thing. So I don't really know what is the exact issue of Love Island. Yeah. But look, people are always going to be angry. You Like I said, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. People are always going to be angry because the next step is, let's say they do cast a majority black cast, right? Yeah. On Love Island. Yeah. I can guarantee you if this was the scenario, it's a majority black cast, mm. but they all talk like this, yeah, and oh, I'm from Stellenbosch, yeah, oh, my mates. name is Tabo, I'm from Stellenbosch, Tabo. I went to St. John's, then they're gonna be like, Emnet only casted rich black people, Yeah, you didn't cast yeah. like the like representative of, the average yeah, black person, where's the African. black person that went to public school, you only yeah. casted rich black people, it's always gonna be anger, there was yeah. always gonna be outrage for something, so I'm just like like I said, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And that's just the way the world works right now, man. That sucks though. Yeah, twenty twenty fifteen going to twenty sixteen we like walked through a warp gate in the solar <laughs> system and it changed everything. Especially on Twitter, huh? Yeah, like twenty fifteen was the, the the last of the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> Where jokes were still jokes and Outrage was not so big of a thing. I'm not saying things were right back then. No, I'm just saying it's just that. Yeah, that's what I was getting. We were prepared to let things slide. We were focused more on changing actual issues. Yeah, like systematic issues. But Mm -hmm. now it's like we want to change everything. Everything has now become systematic. But wouldn't you say this? This is still, dude. I think everywhere where race is involved, it's political and systematic. Or mm. systemic, whichever variant of that word you prefer. But look, whenever you say we're going to have a cast of majority anything, it's going to turn into a political debate. But I'm just saying for business purposes, they probably did their research, these people that did Love Island. They did their research and said, okay, it's whites that watch this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's main like 75, let's just throw a number, 75% whites. You think I'm really going to appeal to a black crowd that is not really that interested. So we'll see. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I think people just need to relax, take a chill pull, take a breather. My yeah. take a breather. Everything's going to be fine, you guys. We've got mad shows that represent yeah, us man. perfectly fine. Like, a lot. We've got a lot of shows. Got a lot. On all the SABCs, then on all them Zanzis. We've got... Like, everything is ours, dude, basically. We, we, yeah. we have a monopoly on this shit. Maybe financially it's not as big the budgets yeah. aren't as big but we still have monopoly we're represented mo- for the most part 
I yes, think lady. that's the positive that we can take from that. Anything else from your side, man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to watch the X, man. <laughs> Yo, Charles, uh, man, <laughs> we's mute. We are mutants, man. <laughs> he calls Professor, Professor X, Xavier, Charles, <laughs> Charles, man. We some mutants, man. Charles. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I've got nothing left of my dog. Shout out to Terrence Howard, man. Yeah, man. They should put him in every movie, honestly. With that exact dialogue of him <laughs> saying, man, <laughs> at the end of every sentence. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You got any any word from the listeners of the show? Have they left you any commentary uh, this past week? Nah, it's been a, it's been a quiet week. Uh, all right, all right. It's been a quiet week, but we'll be back next week, I'm sure. Yeah, it's been any, a sh- any well. shout outs? Uh, no. All right, gentlemen. No. Uh, shout out to everyone who's listened to the show. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, yeah, shout out to our partners. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to to life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Assad, the executive producer. <laughs> talking about like DJ Khaled's kid. Yeah. Oh shit. I guess he's the best executive producer there is out there. Yeah. Just by proxy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, My dad is DJ Khaled. Damn. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, hey, I've got nothing else, guys. Nothing I else. hope you enjoyed this. We'll see you next week. Stream it. Support us. Love it. Write us some good reviews. He said write us. <laughs> yeah, write write me, man. <laughs> it uh, sounds like you're saying write me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm about. Write. Write me. Write me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, write a letter. To uh, me. <laughs> to me. <laughs> like that guy, like Stan. Yeah. yeah. Where are our stands? Yeah. I'd like to see our stands. Uh, <laughs> Dear V, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. <laughs> <laughs> I left my Twitter handle and my phone and my cell phone number at the bottom. <laughs> I wrote you two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them. <laughs> uh, I hope you were. <laughs> there probably was a problem with your DMs or something. Blocked you, nigga. That's the problem. <laughs> What is this about you and I meaning meaning to be together? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Stan was wild, bro. Stan was crazy. Stan was fucking psycho. You know, as much as I love Eminem, I've always thought that was his breadcrumb trail of gayness right there. <laughs> I, I always thought that because the things that he says sometimes are just wild. I've always thought that was his way of coming out in like a, a covert way. And then he does the Grammys with Elton John. It, you know uh, what I mean? It's like, no. uh, man. He's a wild, wild boy. Uh, Stan is an insane character. Probably that's why actually one of the wildest letters ever. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a great story. Anyways, that's all from the panel of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Thank you to Noni for participating. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to smash that like button. Smash that ting, man. <laughs> smash that ting. Yeah, Um. episode 83. Goodbye, you guys. Ooh.